It is All Hallows' Eve, and the ESG bat signals are shining brightly over the Palmetto State. And the LGBTQIA plus, signals, minus, plus, minus, explanation, whatever, <laughs> is just as much flying today in Lexington, South Carolina. Thank you to the Pleasant Hill PTSA. Plus, there's a problem with working eight and a half hours really? at Starbucks. We'll talk about all of that. Somehow it's all connected. Because it's Halloween? On the podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, continuing to grow on videos that we posted two weeks ago. So again, welcome to all of our newfound fans, friends, and Great to have foes you alike. Welcome into an intellectual, patriotic edition of the podcast. Justin Hall and Dave Wilson here with you. We start on a story on Fox News, and I know that makes a lot of you guys happy. Um, pro-life woman outraged her face used to promote, quote, demonic activity in a pro-choice ad touted by Hillary Clinton. Um, this pro-life woman, Dave, we actually know. She was an intern here at Palmetto Family, Macy Petty, turned around and, and vehemently opposed the whole concept of her image being used on an ad promoted by Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom, California governor, Stay on your side of the country, buddy. It stems from Macy being at the Supreme Court on June 24th when the decision on the Dobbs case came down. In just a moment of sheer exuberance and excitement over the fact that Roe versus Wade had been overturned. She had one of those moments where it was it was a, a collapse in tears because Correct. it was just an overjoyed sense of relief on Macy's part that this battle that is an important thing for her, it's an important thing for us, was one of the things that as an intern here at Palmetto Family, she was working on these issues yes. and engaging the next generation of leaders. She comes out and says this. This statement uh, on her Twitter to the Yes on Prop 1 campaign and its supporters, including but not limited to Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom, in your hashtag Yes on Prop 1 campaign video, you included a clip of me, Macy Petty, crying in front of the Supreme Court. In the full video, it is obvious I am crying tears of joy upon the announcement of the Dobbs decision. I am holding a Students for Life banner and am with friends who are also holding pro-life signs. In your campaign video, you portrayed me in an evil light and distorted my emotions as part of your political <clears throat> game. You selected the portion in which I fell to my knees in tears. At this moment, I had witnessed a miracle. I was overwhelmed as I continued to witness history. I pondered how lucky I was to witness such an event. I thank the Lord for this decision and for the opening my eyes to the evil of abortion. This is what brought me to tears. In the video, later on, she says, you know we, quote, are sad, quote. I am not, quote, we. I strongly oppose prop oppose Prop 1. Do not include me in your efforts to further manipulate women and violently take life from the most vulnerable and innocent among us. Earlier this week, many shared this video of me. The list included both Hillary Clinton and Gavin Newsom. I demand you remove me from this Yes on Prop 1 campaign video and all further pro-abortion materials. I will not stand by as you use my face, my tears, and my passion in a way that promotes demonic 
activity. Could you not find an earlier twenty, an early twenty-year-old who was truly sad about the Dobbs decision? You must manipulate the film of an obvious opponent of your campaign. Perhaps this is the indicator that America is truly pro-life. Please remove me from all your campaign videos and promotional materials immediately. If you truly value democracy and diversity of opinion, you will halt this blatant manipulation and apologize for the indecency. So the whole concept behind Proposition 1 is a proposition that's in California. So California has this real great habit, I guess, of throwing everything on the ballot and asking everybody to vote for it. It's not like their legislature that's already full-time doesn't have time to handle every other issue. They really want to put it out there for everybody. So if passed, a proposition would actually amend the California Constitution and explicitly grant the right to an abortion and contraception. So it would then solidify in the Constitution of California the right to have an abortion. Not surprising in our crazy concepts from California that this is going to be a major item that the Democrats, Gavin Newsom and his, his friends, are going to be using to draw people to the polls or while they're already there, go ahead and just, just make this constitutional in our state because this is the repercussion of the Dobbs decision with states. Honestly, it is the application of what the Dobbs decision was set out to do. Right. It was set out to turn around and say, it is now up to the states to make a decision. That's the reason why federalism, as we call it, works. Because federalism is based on the idea that we have 50 states that, while united, we are 50 independent states that fall under a broad grouping called the United States of America. That's why we don't have certain laws that are federally driven because we rely upon the states to have their own laws in place. So the, the political boundaries of South Carolina matter, just like the political boundaries of North Carolina matter, Georgia, Virginia, Florida, and California. And so when Gavin Newsom and his team just start flipping through video that's out there and take a video of a woman who is celebrating the overturn of Roe v. Wade and decides to use it for the purposes of promoting a Roe v. Wade concept across the largest populated state in the whole union, you begin to understand why Macy Petty has a problem with the fact that she is being used as a tool by Democrats, by pro-choice pro-abortion folks within California to push an amendment to their constitution that goes diametrically opposite of her own views on life. We're going to be talking with Macy Petty later this week. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is exciting to see a young conservative woman say, I'm going to stand up not only for life, right. I'm going to stand up for myself and my rights and not allow you to use me as a tool for your purposes. Correct. We go now to Furman University. Uh, this is an interesting uh, a development uh, over the course of the last week or so. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a series held at Furman University. The Riley Institute at Furman University. That featured former Vice President Al, Al Gore. Gore. Al Gore. Um, he appeared via Zoom. Maybe because he doesn't want to get on his plane and fly it around because it's, wait, is he like carbon, like footprint 
concerned now all I of a sudden know. and can't fly, or is know. he still afraid of COVID? Uh, could yes, could um, yes. Gore at this meeting described uh, the importance of climate activism and shared his elation about the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which the Inflation Reduction Act is putting forward three hundred sixty-nine billion dollars for climate change programs, or as Al Gore refers to it, climate justice. So, so Al Gore actually comes out and says that what the Inflation Reduction Act actually should have been called is... The Climate Justice Act. Right, because that is... I mean, Al Gore has... This has been his issue since, like... Since he lost the presidential election. Yeah, because, remember the hockey stick... You know, we're going to be going through and all of a sudden, you know, the earth's getting ready to explode, according to Al Gore. And so, and so. That is a veiled reference. And if you don't get it, go back and watch the debates from 2000. When you look at $369 billion going into the economy to fight global warming. Yes, but we're, we're reducing inflation. We're reducing inflation by doing this. The, the, by, the inflating of the sun. But but we're 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 inflating the the price of everything that we have Not our true. gas nope. oil nope. all of those things Putin's fault. Okay, Al Gore can't blame. I don't. Has Al Gore even met Putin yet? Probably. Honestly, probably. I'd like to hear. So. I'd like to. I'd like to hear him pronounce his name. I don't really want to. So when you think about it, okay. So so also at this event, yes, Senator Tom Davis is at this this event Correct. as well. One of the major topics that has been part of this discussion and was part of this whole driving force behind all of this was ESG scores. It's like a credit score. It's like a credit score. So it's environmental social justice governance scores. So this is kind of like your FICO score. So you go into the bank, you look at, you can pull up the app on your bank and you can say, what's my credit rating right now? And based upon that, you can then turn around and say, okay, I've got this sort of credit score. I therefore have the ability to borrow money at this particular rate, or I can have these particular features as part of my banking. They want to do the same thing with how you are in your approach towards the environment, mm-hmm. towards social justice, and toward governance, this whole diversity, equity, inclusion, inclusion all of the, you know. The Why do de- I say it that way? I because know. it just really rolls out that way. Inclusion. It's close. Oh, it so, might be. Because it sounds elitist. There's a, there's a board member in Richland One's school board. That Who says she's it that French, way? She's French, and she says it that way. Inclusion. And, that's, and I've been to enough of their board meetings to. I'm so sorry. We're going to get to schools in just a minute. ESG is going to be a big yeah. item of discussion. It is going to be stuff that's going to be more and more in the limelight. Give it to State Treasurer Curtis Loftus. Yes. He turned around and and knowing and recognizing these things that are going on, took several, what, billion dollars of the state's investment and moved it out of investments that were based upon ESGs and put it into things that were actually based upon the economy as we know it. And this is an important part of recognizing what the power of state government has to protect your dollars your approach to what we're doing. If environment is important for you, then work on the environment within your local community. But at the same time, do you realize what's going on here? If you're not happy with the pump, Al Gore wants you to be much more unhappy at the pump when so you show so up. you plug in your car to fill it up. How are we going to make that? How are we going to pay for that electricity? Though? It's just there. The it's, electricity's already in the wall. It's just in the wall. It's in the wall, Dave. So we just it just comes out of the wall. Shoo! 
plug it in. Oh, By the way, State okay. Treasurer Curtis Loftus is <clears throat> announced uh, has announced just a couple weeks ago the looming divestment of the Palmetto State's remaining holdings in BlackRock by the end of the year, December 31st. If you're not familiar with BlackRock, we will try to get you some show notes on that. I will not allow our financial partners to undermine my fiduciary responsibility to maximize investment returns while accepting a prudent level of risk for the benefit <clears throat> of our citizens, Loftus told the Washington, Washington Times. It is imperative that we stand up to BlackRock and resist the pressure to simply fall into line with their leftist worldview. According to Loftus, he is divesting the remaining $200 million in state funds under <clears throat> BlackRock management. By the end of 2022, BlackRock is one of the largest investment firms in the world with an estimated $8.5 trillion under management. That is down from $10 trillion previous year. BlackRock's kind of a driving force behind this. We'll have more on that on a future podcast. Yeah, ESG's been labeled, uh, been labeled as a scam, which, which it is, uh, by Elon Musk, who is now running Twitter. Right. Uh, follow that news. That's been great over the week. Uh, but yes, so ESGs are going to become more center stage right. as we move into the next legislative session. You could see that become a, a high priority item for folks in the, both the South Carolina Senate and the South Carolina House of Representatives. So we move, uh, interesting, we went, we you know, semi-local with the abortion issue. Right. Then we go ESGs, which is statewide. Now we go a little bit further local. We go into Lexington County. Lexington County is a very interesting case study right now. Lexington County is a ruby red county. It I is. Mean, let's just be honest. It's a ruby red county. If you have an R beside your name on a ballot, man, chalk it up. You're going into no, no. office. You are. So ruby red county, but the schools and the school districts inside the ruby red county are not immune to the multifaceted RGBIV colors moving into the ruby red county. Right. Because there has been a lot of, there was a story that came out and we discussed it last week about EL learning coming mm-hmm. in. They're doing teacher training at schools in Lexington School District 1. If they're doing it at the core of a very conservative county like Lexington, you can be guaranteed this same our, uh, CRT style teacher and 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 administrative training is probably being done in your school district as well. Give it to the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. They came. They they someone had recorded the training that went on with the woman from EL Learning. They put it out there to say, "Hey, listen. You say it's not the it's not the case." I, I, we talked about this the other week. The when when this came up as as a topic of discussion on television, I got called that, that I was talking about lies from the pit of hell when we started talking about the fact that CRT is in South Carolina schools. Mm-hmm. While there is not a specific critical race theory curriculum that is being taught in the classrooms, it is being taught in the teacher training that goes on, in the administrative yeah. training that's going on. When the questions that are being asked right now are, are where where have you been privileged? Where is your white cisgenderness impacting your ability to recognize things like what the Constitution actually says? Many would say everywhere for me. Well, in that particular case, then, yeah. So <laughs> so this story, and, and we'll give it to a, a great supporter and investor in the work that we do, Kenyon Wells, for pointing this out to us on Sunday. This was on the Facebook page for the Pleasant Hill Middle School PTSA. Really simple. One little graphic. We PTA for all kids. 
So let's just talk about PTAs real quick. Parent teacher or PTSA, the Parent Teacher Student Association is a group of people who are there to support the work that the school is doing. It is not the school, but it is happening within the school system and it's most likely happening at the school because I don't know, I've, I've never been to a PTSA meeting that's not at the school. Right. So this is where some folks have come out and it, it was very interesting the the back and forth that has gone on on this from communities inside Lexington County and inside Lexington School District 1, which is really the town of Lexington and some of the outlying areas in the center part of our state. Started talking about the fact that we've got to stop sexualizing our kids. Um, one woman says, one mom on here basically turned around and said, and I'm pulling it up right now, you know, stop sexualizing our kids. And the response was, we're not here to sexualizing our kids. We're only stating that we support and advocate for and love all kids without discrimination. We hope our school community also supports all children. And there was a great response on here from a parent um, that, that basically broke it down like this. By putting up this image on the Facebook page, you are purposefully being divisive. Because you're basically saying, if you don't support this stance, then you are bigoted, mm -hmm. you are racist, and we're going to call you out. Now, this goes back to what we've talked about before with this whole concept of religious freedom. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to tie it back into that part real quick because we talk on here a lot about, and we worked really hard last legislative session to pass a, a bill called Religion is Essential in South Carolina, which basically says the state of South Carolina, in the case of a of an emergency situation can't shut down churches. Okay. That was a major thrust of it. But the thing about it is this, we get called out on things like this because you're being hateful. You're being a bigot. You're being yes. racist because you're, you're questioning why in the world we have to do this. Being so hateful. The PTSA can support all kids without putting out a divisive image that they Somehow, know. The image isn't divisive, Dave. The, the image is inclusive. It that's includes where you're wrong. all. That's where you're wrong. Well, that's hateful. where they want you to be wrong. They, they want you to be hateful because if you are not, if you're not coming out in favor of the LGBTQ agenda, then, then you, you have are a reckoning. Right, because and that's really what they want. So the cultural sexual religion, as it is beginning to make its well make itself very evident, yes. is really beginning to spell itself out at a PTSA in the center part of the most conservative count one of the most conservative counties and one of the most conservative school districts in south carolina there's 70 something school districts in our state right now where is it happening in your community these are the questions you've got to start answering because when you begin to look at the mentality and the tactics that are going to be used if you don't embrace the this rainbow multicolor whatever heart if you don't embrace it then you are the problem. As 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 we have uh, been the problem the Apparently. last couple weeks. By simply calling out and, well, we'll just leave that. Leave it there. You can listen to previous podcasts to fill the rest we'll of that We'll still one. continue to try to be intellectual and patriotic. Um, last thing is um, this video I found on Twitter. I just find it interesting. I can't play the whole thing because the person uh, curses on it and we're a family we're a family show right and by family show i mean that we promote family values 
traditional biblical family values, which, again, won't go there. Gosh, it's right there. It's like dangling. It's like the commercial. Got to be quicker than that. I'm not going to do it. Here's a video, Dave, if you haven't seen this. This is a barista at a Starbucks. Are you going to give me one more thing where I'm like... Yes, you're going in blind. Which... Okay. Which... Yeah. Justin um, likes to do this. He likes to like throw these things out here just to get the... Just... Okay. I was going to make a Fetterman joke, but I'm not going to. Um, Are you... So, so this barista it's is Monday. complaining. Happy this barista, Halloween. She is complaining. Wait, wait, wait. About... Is, no, is, no, 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 no. I didn't get, no qualifi- get any qualifying questions. She, go ahead. What's your question? State, state, your, state your question. Is she biologically she... Overruled. Here's the video. Dang it! People wonder why we need a union at Starbucks, and I am literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just... I Like, I get... I'm like a full-time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week. And then on weekends, they schedule me the entire day open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers and we have four people on the floor all day. (laughs) Only five people were put on the schedule and somebody had to call out. And there are four people running the whole store and there's so many customers and there's possibly scheduled five people. We only have 13 people employed at this store, and there's so many customers. We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend, and he took himself off the schedule, so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. They don't want to help us. We need a union because this can't happen. This can't happen. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers. They refuse to turn mobile orders off. We need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders and I need to get through all of them. And then people are yelling at me because I don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. And a customer was misgendering me tonight, like, really badly. I didn't have their order ready. And so they were just, like, talking to each other. And they're like, she's clearly incompetent. I have a full mustache and beard. (laughs) What the (laughs) I don't get accommodations for being neurodivergent. I don't... (sighs) Like, I can't use... Like, people get mad at me for using my sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm, like, at my wits end with this job. I really am. <laughs> Get a new job. But Dave, but don't Dave, but Dave me on this. Dave, one. Okay, okay. There, so, there, so, she uh, is a full. I'm, she is a full time student. Is she a she? Yes, she's a she. But she she's wouldn't a, she, be upset about someone calling her a she, even though she has a beard trying to look know. like a man. Okay. I know it's Halloween, but stop dressing up like a man. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Quick question. I, I have to know the answer. Is is Biologically female, biologically growing, female, growing. 
okay. hormone okay. therapy. Okay, just needed to know. Full-time student working 25 hours a week, eight and a half on Saturday and Sunday, both days. So 17 okay. hours of your 25 are filled on Saturday and Sunday because you're right. a full-time student. Let me really quickly, I'm not too far removed from college. Let me explain something to you. Full-time student, 15 credit hours, 40 hours a week to pay my way through school. Not once, not once did I take the social media to complain and cry about, wait for it, customers coming in. How dare you want a coffee? I work at Starbucks and you're coming to Starbucks wanting a coffee? How dare you? You really ridiculous. You, you, this is absurd. I fear for the future of our country. What's the person's name? Don't know. Don't care. Don't really don't know. Don't care. Let's understand this part. You, the way you get paid <sighs> is customers because people are buying the coffee. I, you know what? I want to find wherever this Starbucks is and submit the most complicated <laughs> mobile order and say I want the girl with the beard to fulfill it. <laughs> That's what I want. I and I saw this video today. By the way, we need a union. For fair this scheduling. Is what, wait, wait. Okay. Fair scheduling. Fair scheduling. You're a part-time employee, and we're we're filling the need on the day that the need is needed to be filled the most, and it's Saturday and Sunday. You work at Starbucks for goodness sakes. You're Starbucks. No accommodations for neurodivergent people are misgendering me. Uh, ma'am, let me explain something to you. You work at possibly the most LGBTQIA plus minus division sign friendly coffee store. In America, but it's not possibly. enough. It's not enough, Justin. It's just not enough because they I want hope, me to make more coffee, I hope, and I don't have time. I hope, I hope, I hope that this person finds what they're looking for, and I'm assuming what okay, they're looking for is a paycheck a, without work. As a dad, you know, I have kids that work. They work through high school. I got one who's working like 30 hours a week right now to save up money to buy a car. I mean, get some gumption behind you, people. Just work hard. Yeah, work hard. You got to put in the hours. If you don't like the job that you're at, guess what? You can probably get a job somewhere else. You know, there are jobs that are out there right now. There is such a demand for a workforce right now because people have, through COVID, decided they don't have to work. All of a sudden, I have to work so hard, and it's just so difficult because I have to be able to do this. Grow up, people. I can't make all the coffees. This is weird. No, so oh, wait. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, because I know where you're going. Final story of today. We're going to give this one. Uh, Mitch is coming in. We're going to give this one to Albert Muller. Uh, oh, Dr. Muller. Oh, do I, which one RC do I get? Which one do I get? Okay, to Dr. Muller. We want to say from the, uh, from the. This is a double decker. Dude. Okay. Okay. So Albert Muller is the president of Southern it. Baptist Theological Seminary Whistle in Louisville, Kentucky. He is in. Uh, North Carolina this week. He does the briefing, which is a podcast Don't that we listen to. Would you stop making a mess? I'm trying to explain this to people. We, <laughs> to we listen to his podcast on a regular basis. He comes out every single day. Great uh, news and information from a Christian worldview. Very similar to what we talk about on the state level. He does on a national and international level. Correct. So, so his final back in the news business, we call this the kicker story. It's the last story of the newscast. It's the funny little thing. His kicker today. My kicker was going to be good. Do we, we have this kicker? We have, So I'm going to add. Th- I'm going to add this bottle on top of it all as well. So a woman in Gastonia, Nor- uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. her father, um, 
was is a Diet Mountain Dew fan. For some godforsaken reason. Some people like Diet Mountain Dew. Some people actually on a regular pepper would be so much better. regular basis actually have it in the mug <laughs> as we're here on the set. Trade secret. Coffee is never Coffee in the is mug. never in the mug. So this woman does not like the fact that her dad drinks it so much, so she takes out the four Diet Mountain Dew bottles, puts them out in the backyard, full, full. full bottles, pulls out a, was it a pistol? Pulls she out a gun. A gun and starts firing off and shooting the bottles. My guy has downed an entire double-decker moon pie. <laughs> in the backyard. Now, the, the, they, they call the cops on this one. Because shots are being fired within the city limits of Gastonia, which is apparently against the not, law. It's not, it might be against the law, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's uncommon. It's Gastonia, North Carolina, people. No offense. No offense. But I have family from there. That's like my whole, great, from my whole grandfather's side called, of the family was from there. plenty of baseball games in Gastonia. Great place to be from. <laughs> so anyway... So, so we bring out the moon pies and the RC. Or did you start drinking the cheer wine? Dang oh, dumb. He did. He did grab the cheer wine. So, so one of the things is that the cops, the cops in um, Gastonia. In Gastonia start this really pithy kind of post up there and and talk about the fact that don't do it don't do it and albert moeller dr moeller at the end of his podcast today said that maybe there needs to be a moon mm -hmm. pie and rc cola summit so in honor of dr moeller today we are closing out our show with a, an rc cola and a moon pie summit shout out to my departed grandfather as well he would have loved this rc cola and a moon pie for mm. dave wilson Justin Hall, I'm Mitch with the stuff. Here's the mic. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for listening to the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina. God bless you all. We'll see you later this week. God bless moon pies. Uh huh. I mean, this is like really good. <laughs> it's a double decker. Oh, a double decker. It's a double decker. Yeah, it's a double decker. <laughs> We're skipping lunch, I guess. And you're, and you're, oh